Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. I'm Mary. This is our show. So today uh, we just finished putting together the files for Horse and Musket uh, after, you know, six years. Um, that's pretty exciting, right, Mary? Yep. It's been six years. Maybe maybe seven? It's been, been a long time with, with this one game. But it's going to be worth it, I think. It's a big game with a lot of stuff. So there's just a lot of stuff to go over and correct and change and layout and all that fun stuff. So, Well, it's more fun when you have a computer. That works. Well, I didn't have a computer well, I mean, for a while. Well, no, you had a computer. It just didn't work. And then and then the last yeah. couple of days, you did not have a computer, really. You it had wasn't a, running, period. You, 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 the last, yeah, you had like a black screen machine. Yeah. It was very good at producing black screens. It was. It was excellent at that. Not so yeah. much anything else. It did a really good job at that. Yeah, so today you just finished putting together um, all the PDFs we need. It's a nice looking game. Yes. Yeah, part of that is uh, Ilya Kudryashov doing the the map art, text, the terrain tiles, and the uh, unit art. And then part of that is uh, this awesome person named Mary Holland Russell, who did the layouts for all the books oh, and charts. Yeah. That, that wasn't anything. But he did a good job with the uh, counters. And Ilya, well, what can well, you say? Ilya, well, he always does a good job. Yeah, well, my, my good job with the counters is basically taking Ilya's art and <laughs> plopping it in there, turning the layer on, turning the layer off. So um, so that pretty much has been your day-to-day. -day. Yeah. And then my day has been attempting to cook a casserole. Um, which I'm, I'm never doing again. Yeah. Tom, Tom's into cooking now. Uh, this should last like <laughs> a week, maybe. Oh, give me longer than a week. The problem is we started watching a cooking show on, on YouTube called Food Wishes. And, uh, With Chef John. And it makes me want to cook. The same thing happened when we saw the movie Ratatouille. Um, I pretty much got into like a soup making phase. I just wanted to make soups all the time after I saw Ratatouille and saw the, the soup he was making. The problem is I don't really make soups. I'm, it's more like water with vegetables in it. Yeah, so today I was making a casserole for my uh, family's Easter thing tomorrow. A White Castle casserole. And I used to live on White Castle back in the day. This is before Mary came into my life. I basically ate White Castle hamburgers. Um... For every meal, and at that time, a hamburger was like thirty-seven cents, so it was, it was a pretty good, you know, bargain. And the great thing about White Castle, it's <laughs> <laughs> not really a bargain, Tom. They come out as fast as they go in. The great thing about White Castle, you don't gain weight eating White Castles. Um, the last podcast that we did, we talked quite a bit about knife salesmen and computer salesmen and uh, cooking and. Werner's uh, ginger ale, and someone on uh, Board Game Geek said, you know, this is great, but let's find out more about more game stuff. And he had a couple questions, and we were thinking, well, other people have questions they ask from time to time. So we thought the bulk of this episode, we would go through, like, five of these questions. So, Mary, what is the first question we have there? How much time do you spend a week running Hollenspiel? That's, that's a good question. Like, all the time? Pr pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much all all day, every day, however many hours there are in a day. Seven days a week? Yeah, except for more, like, asleep. You know, I mean, occasionally we go out um, 
to a movie or run to the store or something or just go for a walk get out of the house or take our cat out for a walk yeah he walks on our, our one cat walks on uh, on a leash so he'll walk down the street but he won't come back yeah he'll walk. We, we have to carry him back yeah and it's like i want to go back home but i don't want to turn around and to pick me up and carry me <laughs> So that's it's pretty much all all the time. It's a, it's like a full time thing now, and because uh, I, I I used to have a another job that I was working, which had a pretty lengthy commute time, where I was spending about an hour driving to work, an hour driving home from work, and then you know, eight to ten hours at work. You know, I didn't have a lot of time to work on stuff when I got home, and then because of that, I wasn't doing my share around the house as much. So Mary was stuck doing that. And as a consequence of all that, whenever, by the time I did get home, or we had a weekend, we spent a lot of time running errands, and we just didn't really feel like doing a lot for dinner, and we ended up eating a lot of more convenient food, which costs more and is not really great for us. So we've been eating a bit healthier now that we're home. We have more time to actually do things. We're not as rushed. And then we have more time to spend on the company, which is pretty much all our time. Anyway, so, so far it's working out pretty good. You know, uh, yeah. Mary hasn't strangled me yet. No. Give me time. Give her time. And, okay, so what's our second question, Mary? How is playtesting going on games? It's going. We have different folks working on different things, playtesting different things, different projects that we'll be happy to give you more details on. As soon as kind of it's official, basically, Charlemagne is going very well, and there's going to be a blog post uh, coming up probably on Tuesday, which is like a session report, which will kind of explain a lot of the differences between the Charlemagne game and the Agricola game. Yeah, that's Tuesday. That's Tuesday. Okay. Also been testing Seven Pines, the first game in our Shot and Shell battle system series. Um, I keep changing it from system to series and back again. I'm sure we'll find one and stick with it before we release it. And really, it's hard to talk about like how testing is going on, on a thing because a lot of it is kind of I don't want to say it's boring because it's fun it's fun to test things, but I can't really say oh this went this way this went that way because either it's working or it's not, it's fun or it's not, and if it's not fun, you make changes and then see if it now is fun. And if it's not working, you make changes see now if it's working, and it's kind of hard to answer that question, but I hope that did it. So there you go. Question three. What are you looking for in a design? Um, so we get this ask, we get asked this question uh, every once in a while from people looking to submit a game to us and we want to know what it is we're looking for. Um, and and really, it's kind of hard to define that or say, oh, we want games with this or with that. But what we tend to look at first is the sequence of play, like how a turn works, how it's structured, what you do on your turn. And we look at uh, how combat works or any other complicated kind of subsystem, uh, you know, as far as, you know, what, what kind of game is this? We're also looking for, I guess, what you'd call the, the spice, the thing that, that makes the game different, that gives it flavor. And it's not necessarily a case where we're going to look for something that's just to our particular taste in games. Because, you know, like, for example, we don't really like tactical games. Like, at all. Like, we're talking about, you know, squad-level, platoon-level games. That is not our speed. Uh, we've. I don't like them. <laughs> no, I know, I know you don't like oh them. <laughs> Big. 
big stacks of counters with markers on them. Each each unit has three markers on it for different statuses. There's a leader in the hex. There's a transport carrying each unit, which also has three status markers. Yeah. It's not. It's not. No. Nope, it's not Mary Speed. Yeah, I, I, I have nightmares about that that one game. <laughs> it's not. It's not really my speed either. Like I, I, I've, I've tried getting into stuff like ASL. I've tried getting into. Um, Oh, what's the free one? Um, Valor and Victory. And I just never really enjoyed it. A Combat Commander, I like. You know, but for me, Combat Commander, the, the kind of tactical detail there is all streamlined into the cards. And I don't have to go through eight different steps and all these procedures and sub-rules and sub-rules and sub-rules. Uh, well, so good for you. <laughs> We haven't played Combat Commander yet. You might like it. Yeah. I know you like games where you have a hand of cards that dictate what you, what you can do, and you never have the card that you want. That's like your favorite thing, right? No. <laughs> no. No. First time I played Hammer of the Scots, <laughs> I got three special cards. No, you got four. Yeah, four. No, I guess right. I had four special she cards. You had four, four, four of the event him. cards. Yeah, the event cards. And I asked Tom, how many... Event cards are there in here? And he got mad at me. I didn't get mad at you. He got mad at me. I got mad so at me. Mad. Like, but I have four of them. I even showed them to. Him. I have four of these things. How many are in the game? Five. Five. And I got four of them. And and the thing is, Mary was always the English player, which is weird because you always want to play the good guys. <laughs> and and in that situation, I I would say. You know, I mean, there's not really good guys and bad guys, but it, the good guys are the Scots, basically. I mean, no, in that situation. the good guys are not the Scotch. Scots. They're the Scots. That's what I said. You said Scotch. <laughs> say Scotch. I said Scotch. No. My uncle's Scottish, so do, do not say Scotch. I didn't say Scotch. Okay. Oh. I forgive you. Okay. So no, you you that was not your. But you enjoyed that. I did, and I trounced you mightily. Yes, but that's after we after we we, we had a house rule, where you could use the event cards as like a a very basic card to activate an area. I was instead of as an event, because if you guys have played Hammer of the Scots, you know that the events tend to favor the 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 Scottish player. And they just kind of come up the hand for the English player. Mary always seemed to get them. They oh, God. I, I would get them. I, I would have two and three in my hand. How do I keep getting these these cards? Why is it I'm always getting the event cards? And you used to have bad luck with cards, too. Like when we played uh, Commands of Cards and Napoleonics. Yeah, and I always had the left or I'd have the right. Yeah. I never had all three of them. I'd always have one of them. I'd still won. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're, you, yeah. Yeah. But I, but you know that's I, I think that's, that's doing something with what you have. Mm-hmm. But you you know you 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 do tremendously well at games even though you have like bad luck with stuff. Like um, when we were playing cribbage, there was a time when Mary and I were playing cribbage pretty much every evening for like two years or something, like game to game to game to game. This is before we got into board games, and. You would get some rubbish hands, and you would just make them sing. 
Whereas I, I was always stuck try, trying to, to play the cards. You got better. Yeah. And then I started playing scientific. Yeah. You don't want to listen. Well, you played better scientific than my dad did. Okay? Because <laughs> he, was, he was terrible. And then Scrabble. Well, yes. Yeah, Scrabble. Scrabble. Scrabble, you always get like a I bunch of have, weird consonants. I would have seven eyes. But you... I mean, here's the thing. You would score very high. <laughs> 300, 400 <laughs> yeah. plus points. And I'd be struggling to hit 200. Like when we first started playing, I was like, how how do you have so many points? I mean, I'm kind of glad like the, the, your, your locking games is, is so bad because <laughs> otherwise I, I could not even begin to try to compete. But anyway, uh, the point is, you know, we don't like a particular kind of game or mechanic. doesn't mean we wouldn't publish it because there are people who would like it. This reminds me of a conversation I had once with um, Dana Lombardi, uh, the guy who did uh, Streets of Stalingrad. Uh, there was a while when I was trying to sell designs when I was I pitched a design at them. And I, I, I kind of pitched uh, kind of a free-form design as far as whatever you want this to be, I, I will make it. So I really wanted stuff to get published. And he <laughs> said, you know, we really don't want that. You know, I'm not going to tell you design a game this way or that way. Because it's your design. It's your game. And that really kind of meant a lot to me. Kind of kind of got us where we are today to, to, to some degree. So that's kind of the answer to that question. What, what's question number four, Mary? Why can't I buy your games in stores or on Amazon? When will you have an overseas <laughs> distributor? So we get this question a, a lot. Would you say this is the most asked question? Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, well, there are two questions there, and I would say... <laughs> Between the two of them. Uh, between though. the two of them, yeah. They're, um, they're like one and two, neck and neck. And, and the thing is, uh, if you're familiar with our products, you know we do it as on a print-on-demand model, which means the cost per unit is higher than what it would be for a traditional print run of 1,000, 2,000 copies, whatever, 5,000 copies, whatever it's going to be. Because um, when you order the game, we, we print it. And this has advantages in that we don't tend to have a cash flow problem if a game doesn't do well or underperforms, we're not on the hook for a bunch of copies of a game. You know, that'll be sitting in our garage or something. And we're able to publish more games and on uh, more diverse topics. So because of that, the, the kind of downside to that, of course, is that our profit margin is, is lower than it would be for pretty much any other, like any traditional publisher, basically. We were talking to a uh, game store um, that we, we frequent. And... Uh, the owner said basically 50% of MSRP is what they pay for the game before they sell it. Well, 50% of MSRP, we're selling at a loss. And that would be just selling directly to a game store. We're not even talking about the shipping of the game to, to the store. Um, if you then factor in that middleman that exists between the game publisher and the store, the, the distribution network... They're also taking the game at a discount. They're also taking a cut so they can make their profit. And that's fine. Everyone needs to make a living and make a profit. We just can't really be part of that whole thing uh, because of the way our system works as far as being able to keep our prices down to where they're at. As far as overseas distribution, it, it kind of falls under the same category, basically, because then you got those huge shipping costs. And I know a lot of our overseas customers, they're not really fond of, of paying these huge shipping costs. But, I mean, this is what we're paying to give you the game. 
So right now, overseas distribution uh, and distribution in general, even here in the States, isn't really an option. Really just got to buy the game through our store or get the PMP version on Wargame Vault. That said, we do have a couple um, agents uh, acting on our behalf in Europe who are trying to work on a, a solution for us there. And should that uh, come to fruition, then you know, that will change. But you know we can't really promise or guarantee anything there. So for now, that's, that's still the answer to that question. Uh, before we go, we should say that we are now on Twitter. Uh, what, tweet, tweet. What, is our, what is our Twitter handle there, Mary? At Hollenspiel. At Hollenspiel, all right. Uh, so if you want to you know, Twitter at us, uh, you can do so. You want to follow us on Twitter, oh, that's, that's fine. Uh, just on Twitter, though. Don't follow us in real life because that, that's weird. 